<laughs> Welcome to Unscripted Unlimited, everybody. I am the host for these this evening, the chairman of Sexy, Dan Hummer. He's the chairman of a lot of things, folks. <laughs> and I have the, uh, the vice chairman of Sexy, Doug. Vice chairman <laughs> of Sexy. I, I'll take it. I mean, it's a fucking lie, but I'll take it. And thank you very much. And hi. <laughs> and this is, this is your show, but I'm here. I, I'm going to be here during Big Brother season, most likely. Yeah. Uh, Eric E. Nasty's here. Well, that's a that's a contract. What up, people? Yeah. What up, homie? <laughs> and uh, up? we're gonna do a little Big Brother talk to start off the evening. But our main course for tonight is a game show tier list. Yeah. Now, just to give a little bit of a backstory, one of the reasons why Eric and I want to do this is obviously several weeks ago, you know, among a lot of the passing of you know when it was a really bad week for wrestlers. Yes. When uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt passed away. Uh, Bob Barker passed away just a couple days after Bray Wyatt. And he's also in the WWE Hall of Fame. Is, is, did he get it? No. Drew, Drew, Drew's right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bob has won a Slammy before. Though. Oh, okay. Or he may more than likely he's going to get actually get inducted this year. Okay. Or this upcoming year, I I would not be surprised. Or he might be a celebrity inductee. I'm not sure, but he does have wrestling ties. Uh, I know. Um, you know, a lot of people were very saddened by a lot of those passings. Vince McMahon especially sad uh, of uh, Bray Wyatt's passing because then he realized he couldn't fire him for this next round of cuts. But. Uh, well, I had to make a Vince McMahon as a horrible piece of shit joke. Uh, wouldn't be a show without it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that that is the reason why we're why we've come up with the idea to do this. I mean, we have hundreds of game shows to talk about. There will be a part two. Yes. Doug demanded it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I think it's a good idea, there's a part two. <laughs> All right. To my contract. <laughs> <laughs> Which usually my contract is just a roll of Sherman. <laughs> That's toilet paper. I, <laughs> you didn't get the joke, yeah, did you? I think I do. All right. All right. So let's start out with some Big Brother talk, and then we'll get into the game show tier list. Right. We're just going to do our house guest ratings. Here is where we are. The veto is being played right now, so we do not know. We do know that with this shitty bullshit twist, the zombie twist, uh, we got Cameron back in the house. Jared is gone now. Jared is no more. Pre-jury eviction. Cameron is back. The jury starts now, right? Or, or it starts after next week. So whoever's we, evicted next week. Because we're a final 10. Yes. Yeah. And it's a seven-person jury. So Cameron is one HOH. Now that he's back in the house because he's a hell, he's a hellblazer, uh, trailblazer. He won. He uh, put up Felicia and Mimi, and McCole and Felicia are the two nominations right now. And uh, we'll see who wins veto and what goes on with that. And it's going to be used Monday, and we'll update everybody next week. But that's where we're at in the house. I'm going to go over quickly because we're here to talk game shows tonight. Uh, the 10 house guests, and we're going to do like we do every week so far, and like we did last season. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to give them a quick ranking and a, a little piece about them, just to where they're at in the game, how they're looking to win, you know, what we, we think of their gameplay so far. Yeah. And we're going to start with Blue. 
All right. So now she's finally starting to play, and I do feel like Jared being gone is going to help her. Yeah. So I'm going to give her right now, because of the fire that was lit under her ass, I'm going to give her a six. Okay. I think I'd match that six because she's in an all right position in the house, and she's done good work with – she's finally doing good work. And she's doing good work with Matt and Jag, and her anti-Korean America stuff is really good. And she's really playing the house. And, and she's in a better position than maybe her gameplay deserves because she's made a lot of crazy moves. But she's in a good spot right now, and she's picking up her game more and more and developing a resume. So I would agree with the six. Okay. How about you, Eric? Uh, I'm going. With, I'm going to agree with you guys. I, I'll give him her a six too. That's why I was okay. All right. Now let's move on to Mama Felicia. Nominee this week. I don't want her to go because her diary rooms and just her like she is comedy. Yes, she is. All right. If our mother were in the Big Brother house, it would be Mama Felicia. <laughs> yeah. She is hilarious, and uh, she's one of the most entertaining characters, but she might be Cameron's target this week. Yeah. And it's not looking great for her unless she wins a veto yeah. or something. No, I, I would give her a four right now unless she can somehow – and Cameron's reasoning for put her up, and I really don't blame him for this. He thinks she would be a, a bitter jury member. Yes. Now, she does have qualifications to be a bitter jury member. Yes. Uh Old and cranky being two of them. So, hey, hey. <laughs> Are we done with it? I'm just saying, oh, you would be a better jury member if you were in the house, too. I know. That's uh, why I said I resemble that. Yeah, I know. But it sounded like you're getting ready to yell at me, even though I was making a valid point. Uh, would you be a better jury member, uh, Doug? Just take one. Uh, if the person that I absolutely hated made it to the final two, yes. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. If I, I, I absolutely could, like, if I liked both people at the end, no, I would not. I would judge it fair gameplay. I wouldn't. I would be. I would respect the game. Well, that's also because you have the most integrity yeah. of everybody in this family. I don't think I would leave classy. I think I would try to be entertaining for TV because it's like my last moment. You TV. would drop your drawers. So I think I'd talk a little shit and like make it a big deal, even though I wouldn't really care. But I'd, I'd fucking like run around and be like, what the fuck? I'd like to yell and shit. But once I got into the jury, I would vote for who I thought should win the game. I wouldn't. <laughs> You'd step on the table That's like Cody would until the, start, the glass started to break. Then you'd be <laughs> Step through the table? Yeah. I would have pissed off everybody when I left the house. All right. So you're yeah. going to piss off everybody when you're in the house. <laughs> I give Felicia right. a three because she's not in good position. Yeah, Go I, ahead. I'm, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say, uh, Five. Okay. Sari, she's an interesting position. She might be in a better position now Jared's gone. Cam's talked about backdooring her, but we don't know. And Jared kind of promised, uh, he kind of promised Jared. But also, it doesn't seem the top of Matt's hit list. Jag might not be against it, but I don't know. I think she's in a better position than it might be perceived. I'm going to give her a five right now. I'm going to say five just because I think now she doesn't have to worry about protecting Izzy or or Jared, even though Izzy was kind of protecting her. Yes. But she doesn't have to worry about her son being a complete idiot. Yeah. 
So I'm going to actually say that right now she might be at a seven because now she'll be able to work her magic and Jared can't undo everything she did. Yeah. Like the whole, like, you know, getting Jag on their side. Jared fucked that up. Like, there, there's a lot of things. Jared was a detriment to her game. Yeah. So now she might be in a... Yeah, so I'm, say, I'm saying seven. Okay. Eric? I'm going to agree with Doug. I think she's probably in one of the best positions in the house. She can finally play her game, and I have to look out for her son. She can. I just can't go too high on her because she could get back to this week. Right. I, well, and then I would be yeah, wrong, yeah. and it would be, you know, as usual on the show. But I agree. She's in better position than she's been in weeks. Yeah. And she could – from here, she could make it to the final. She could play her own game now. Yeah. And people do trust her. She's got a great social game, so who knows. Other nominee, Mimi. The person I get out – the person I get out is on – and the first member of the jury – not no. this week. They're the last pre-jury member because we're at the final 10 and it's a jury of seven. All right, Mimi, oh, I'm right, going yeah. to say uh, – I'm going to say five <clears throat> just because she's a nominee right now. And Jag is actually trying to convince Cameron that she might be the better move. I'm going to go five, too, yeah. because I think she's a – if she makes it out of the, this week, she's like a seven, and she's in a good position. But she could get the friendly fire if Felicia, you know, can talk people out of thinking she's a target. Yeah. I mean, there's a world where Mimi goes home this week. Well, remember, Felicia did, you know, because Felicia's a straight shooter, Felicia has burned some bridges. Remember, you know, back uh, when Red got evicted, she told Bowie Jane to suck it the fuck up and quit being a baby. Yeah. Bowie Jane didn't like that. And she told Matt to get out of the room, and he got butthurt. Yeah, he got pissed. So, but no, I I can definitely see that. I'll give her a four. Guys. I, think, I think she might go home this week. More than Felicia. It's a good chance, but if she makes it out, I think she's in a good position. Yeah. I she's mean, a smart player. Again, like, Jag yeah. is trying to make the, the case, or he was trying to make the case, that Mimi's a better option. But you also have to remember, yes, Mimi has made some good points, but it's been once every four weeks. So, and she might be due for a good point soon. We don't know. Uh, I can do that for you, Sharon. Yeah, I can. Thank you. Uh, did I already give her a rating? Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Come back with me. And uh, let's talk about Cameron, HOH. Right now, he's at an eight. And the reason why he's at an eight is because he's a comp beast. He's uh, at that point where, yeah, he came back in the house. But I do think that he can – I do think that he can win the thing. So that's why I would I would give him an eight. I would give him an I'm eight. Eight point five. Yeah, I agree. I think he's in good position. Uh, he's kind of got the target out of his back. He's got the fugitives now. He's got some protection. So yeah. he's not totally yep. going after him. He's in better position than he was. 
I think he's one of the better players in there. Yeah, he's, he's one, one of the, of the best, best competitors for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why, like, he would be a target. And I'm sure, like, uh, Corey in America would, you know, want to uh, go, you know, would want to go after him. But right now, they're not in a good position. I mean, depending on, you know, what position they decide to use in the house. Yes. All right. Let's move on to Jack. That bet. It's funny that like two of the strongest positions in the house are two guys that have been evicted unanimously in Jag and Cameron. But Jag is finally in a spot to where he's kind of running shit. Uh, He was kind of that dummy in the beginning that did not know what the fuck was going on and got played the whole time. But now he seems to really have a footing on what's going on. And that duo with Matt could take him very far. I'm going to give Jag a seven. Just because I think if him and Matt are up, I think Jag is probably the one to go. Yeah. I'm going to say seven on that as well just because – they're in a good spot right now. They have that shield in Cameron. Uh, I do think that right now, like, I know they want, they don't really trust Blue. They'd rather have Bowie. But Blue is also, she could kind of be a target because, you know, she's kind of that remnant of, you know, nobody really knows the relationship that Sari and Jared had. Yeah. Uh, Only Blue does. Oh, they, but they do know that, you know, Jared made some direct deposits in blue. Yes. So uh, they will, you know, there will, there are people that will go after her. I think he got a couple of withdrawals too. <laughs> he, he, he might have. So I, I do think. Give Jack a number. Seven. All right. Eric, what do you got? I got seven, seven and a half. He just wants to half all of our shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I've seen him half ass many times. I mean, in the second position in the house. Yeah, he is. Now, let's talk about who I think is the front runner to win this thing right now Matt. I think he has played all sides perfectly, even showing his cards in that double and going after Sari and Jared and successfully getting Jared out of this house. He's still in a great position where everybody likes him. He's a social beast, he's a comp beast. Uh, and his strategy's been very good. He's playing all sides. Sari still, he got Sari Fields, a strategic genius, some people would say, to say if he is working against me, then I'm done with reality TV because he seems so fucking genuine. Uh, so when you're that good, you just got to respect it. I give the kid a nine. I but, think everybody's looking, even though they should be looking at Matt, everybody's looking at everybody else. He is a front runner to win this bit so far. Right. So very quickly, he is not necessarily working against Sari. He likes Sari. He does not know that Sari and Jared are mother and son. He knew Jared was a problem. Yeah. Okay? So he's not against Sari. He is liked by everybody in the house. The only person that sees him as a threat right now is Mimi. Yeah. Because Mimi even said if she wins an HOH, her, him and Jag are going up. Which is, I think, one of the reasons, because it may have gotten back to Jag and Matt. Or at least gotten back to Matt, and Matt may have told Jag, and that's why Jag is just like, let's just get rid of her. She wants Matt and I gone, so let's get rid of this bitch. Yeah. So I'm uh, my the number I'm going to give Matt, I'm going to say, hell, I'll give him a 10. Yeah, he's in best position. And if he slips past the next couple of weeks, infamously with Modern Big Brother, the last bunch of competitions are pretty physical. At least a lot of the HOHs and stuff. Now, him and him, Sari and Bowie, I believe, 
are the only ones that have not been on the block yet, right? By via nomination. Yeah, Blue got nominated. Jack got nominated. Your Bowie hasn't been considered. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, those are the three. All right, I'm retiring, folks. (laughs) Karen, get in the chair. You're taking off. All right. But uh, all you got to do is say dumb shit. It's not hard shoes to fill. Okay. She knows. He's out here for another. I'm giving him a nine. Yeah, he's a great position, but that could lead to a downfall. That's yeah. really, but that's why I give him a nine. But he is yeah. he's doing really good. He's a front runner to win this bit so far. I, how weird is it though that yeah. there has been like however we're like eight weeks in, right? Yeah. Eight or nine weeks in, and there's still three people that have not seen the block at all yet. Yeah. You mm-hmm. Even when Ceri's been in so much trouble these past couple of weeks, and we're all scared for her, and oh my God, she could go. She never touched the block. Yeah, and Bowie hasn't either, which is shocking. Well, she's such a good floater, though. Yeah, I mean, and this is—I mean, Mimi would have been on this list, but she's—you know—this was her first time. And Matt, that just—it's like the Derek factor. It just tells you how much people like him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, Who—who's next? Bowie Jane. Let's talk about Bowie. She is the ultimate floater, but I'm just going to give her a six. Okay. I'll give her a five. She's I'll give her a six. Plain and middle. She's like every duo's third, and even like the Fugitives, they want Bowie to be their fourth over Blue because they know Bowie's a team player, and they know they can take her to four and then like cut her. And so that's kind of scary for her, but that's still top four, you know? Well, and so Cameron can... And Cameron nice. considers her her one of his best friends. Yeah, I'll knock her up to a seven. I agree with Sharon. I think she's in better position than people realize. She she is not out of all the people. A lot of people need to win HOH next week. She's not really one of them. She's not on anybody's scary target list. So, uh, yeah, I give her a seven. And she's always smiling. Yeah, she's a happy woman. And we know. And I, I still contest that she was trained by Karen from <laughs> from Big Brother Australia. You still got to watch that, Eric. Uh, yeah, I but, do. All right, let's move on. Did everyone give her did a rating? He, did he give Bowie a rating? I gave her a five. Okay. Yeah, he did. All right. Is all is it just the Lovebirds left, or who else? Well, we did Suri already, right? We did Suri. Suri, Cameron, Jag, Matt, McColl, Felicia, Bowie. That's eight. So let's talk about... The Big Brother romance, the the homecoming king and queen of the season, Corey in America. Again, like I said earlier, like depending on what position they set, decide to use when they get together, that's usually the position they're in in the house. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they are targets, especially because Blue's done big work. But Matt and Jag are starting to wane from that a little bit. Uh, I give America a four and I give Corey a five. I'm actually going to reverse that. I'm going to say Corey's at a four and America's at a five. Yeah, because if they're on the block, Corey could go home. I yeah. see that. Well, but also, too, I do think uh, – I do I, – again, very quickly, I do think that if Blue were to win an HOH, Lord help us if that happens. Uh, but Those if she – wins, Huh? Those two are on the block. Those two are on the block, but America's going to be your target, not Corey. Yeah. And the reason why I think that is because I think – Blue, there's a little bit of jealousy, I think, with Blue in America. Yeah. Or that Blue has... Yeah, but I thought Blue yeah. saw Corey is the reason... <coughs> Excuse me, that Jared left. 
She does, but I... she she does, but she also remember like she has stu- like America has tried to work with her for weeks now, and she keeps stooging on her. And I think it's also like you fuckers. I don't get my boyfriend in the house. You think I'm going to let you have yours? Yeah, true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a jealousy thing. Remember, and I've said this for years, and this can definitely be uh, pertain to Big Brother, and Rachel Riley is a perfect example of this. All women secretly hate each other. <laughs> oh, they do. All right, so like, uh, I think America has a good mind, and she could, but and she's got more balls. But I think Corey can, uh, you know, play the game a little better, and he can, you know, strategize himself. I feel like if they're on the block, he can strategize a way to where she comes home. I think a lot of people think that he would leave, but I think he would figure out a way to where she would go. Right. So that's why I give him the five. He's the, uh, like, she is the one, again, to kind of use a wrestling reference, she is the Vince Russo to his Vince McMahon. She comes up with the ideas. He makes, he figures out the way that they're going to work. Yes. She makes it make sense. Or he does. Yeah. What would you give him, uh, Eric? And then let's move on. I gave America. I gave them both a five. Okay. All right. Now let's get away from uh, competition reality and let's go into game shows, which is a very similar circuit, but this is something we all love. When you grew up, you know, staying homesick from school, watching them on daytime TV or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or when Game Show Network became a thing. Exactly. Our big. Uh, our criteria here is pretty much we don't stave away from the criteria we usually use. Every every show, if there's multiple adaptations, we're basically just putting like one together. So every version of like yep. Jeopardy, every version, well, Jeopardy's kind of said the same, but every host of prices or of uh, fucking Family Feud, right. Family every Feud. version of different shows. Uh, you know, Match Game, they've had a couple of different hosts. Uh, Card Sharks, you know, the version that was, you know, early on, like the original or all that, also including the one that was hosted by Joel McHale, uh, Pressure Luck, you know, Whammy, the all-new Pressure Luck or whatever. Yes. Uh, lump that together. Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep, you know, the one that was hosted in the 60s to the one in the 90s. Yes, so that's enough because I want people to get excited when we say the names of the shows. All right. But, uh, yeah, shit like that. Good point. Uh our tiers here are elite, very good, good, mediocre, meh, and trash. So I'm going to start going through the list of shows, and we're all going to give our opinions. Okay. You ready for the first one? Yeah. We're going to hone in RIP Bob yes, Saget. We're going one versus 100. All right. So I actually enjoyed this show, and I think, did we have a DVD version of this? I think so. Because I'm pretty sure, like, because we got to the point where, like, we were buying, like, DVD board games at one point. Right. When, when they were making DVD board games of every fucking game out there. And whoever knows the rules the most of each one, I want to kind hmm. of... All right, so do you want me to get into it? Say what the game's about a little bit. All right. Yeah. You have one person, and then you have 100 people. I mean, nowadays, like, Carrie Ann Anaba from Dancing with the Stars, who, no disrespect to Bob Saget, but she's a lot better looking. Yeah. Uh, they were both good hosts. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I enjoyed her because I actually watched a lot of her version of 1 versus 100. Because uh, at home, you know, back in Newfane, mom had uh, the Game Show Central Network on uh, on her Roku. Yeah. On her Roku TV. 
So I would watch one versus 100 a lot. Like it would come out in the morning and be like four episodes in a row and all that shit. Uh, but you have one person and then you have a hundred people either on like a digital screen or, you know, back when Bob Saget did it, they were all in the studio audience. It was, they would be the mob and it would be like all sorts of different people. Like Ken Jennings from Jeopardy was a mob member back in the day. And like, basically what it is, is there's a question. The person answers the question, locks it in. If they get, if the person gets it right, they move on. If uh, whatever mob members get it, get it wrong, all right, if like 10 mob members get it wrong, then like you win a dollar amount. Every 10 member, every 10 members or yeah, I think it's about 10 members. Yeah. Uh, it's a new do- it's yeah. a new dollar amount. And, you know, when Bob Saget did it, it was a million dollar prize. Carrie Ann and Ava, because it was only a half hour show because they condensed it for a game show network. It was, I think, Two hundred and fifty thousand, maybe. Yes. So, uh, but basically, that's what it is. And you get you get a couple of helps. You can ask the mob. You can uh, trust the mob. And it would always be: Do you want the money or do you want the mob? Yeah. So that's what it's about. How did we all enjoy it, Eric? Did you like this one? I I am I enjoyed it very much. I would put it in very good. It was one of my favorites. I'm I'm going to agree, I'm going to agree with one uh, with the, uh, with very good just because of uh you know Bob Saget was a very because this was actually a really good because he could be like the Bob Saget that everybody knows like outside of Full House yes but he could also like he's like and he was a very good game show host he was and Carrie Ann and Nob is not that bad either. It was good. I, I'd agree that this is very good. This was always a fun watch. Yeah. After work. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna yep. come out with a, a heavy hitter now. Uh, let's go with Mr. Barker, but now Mr. Carey. Price is right. All right. So if you were a kid at all from 1972 to to today, uh, or at least from 1972 to about, when are you retired, like 2007, 2008? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Especially in that Bob Barker era. And I'm pretty sure kids actually still do, do this to this day because it is on at 11 a.m. every morning. Uh, then, you, you know, there was a time during school or like if you decided to stay home and, you know, stay home or still be inside at 11 o'clock in the summertime, even though it was mainly reruns, you watched Price is Right. Yeah. All right. You stayed home. Uh, Some kids fake sick. Others had really bad immune systems. Uh, I'm not going to say which category I I fell in, but (laughs) judge as you will. And I've got all the respect in the world for Drew Carey. Right? I, I I love Drew Carey as the host of Whose Line Is It Anyway. I love the Drew Carey show. Uh, and uh, But Bob Barker, to me, will always be the host of Price is Right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
I mean, and again, like there was, uh, you know, there was another version of the prices right before Bob, because when Bob took over in 1972, it was called the new prices right. So there was a different version, but everybody's just going to remember Bob Barker as the guy. Yeah. Yep. So elite. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's one of the best of all oh, definitely. time. Definitely. And it's one where you can like, first of all, like old people, this is the the, the greatest of all time. I think like yes. nothing. If you talk to an eighty year old like man or woman right now, they'll be like, I'm watching Price. You know how many nursing homes had this on in like the yeah. re- in, in like the rec area? And the other big ones too, like Wheel of Fortune and, and others that we'll get to. But this always seemed to like, especially our grandparents, a favorite of them, yeah. and, and a lot of people. Just I re, this to me, it's like the top of the top. If there's yeah. a Mount Rushmore of them, this is. That. And, and by the way, there was a, like a Price Is Right a DVD, a DVD board game. Grandma and Grandpa Hummer actually bought it to me, for, bought it for me for Christmas one year. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well. It's got to be home. So I will. First of all, a lot of those DVD board games probably wouldn't even. Uh, I don't even know if a lot of them would work now. I mean, we have many of them. Now, we had talked. I just, I just brought up Wheel of Fortune, right? Yeah. And we're not getting to it yet. But I, big trivia question for you because you're a historian of all kinds. Who was the famous uh, Wheel of Fortune host before Pat Sajak? Shit, that's way before my time. He, he was a big, wow. big time host from 1975 to 81. Uh, Famous game show host Chuck Woolery, and what oh, is oh. yes, and a big one that he did, and a very underrated one that uh, kind of did on and off from '87 to 2011. Lingo. Yeah, and many yeah. people like Bill Engvall hosted Lingo for a while. Yes. Now this was a cross between like bingo and word guessing. Uh, the fucking contestants created like different words to complete the lingo puzzle. The payouts and the prizes changed throughout the show's run because uh, it started like $250 for winning a game, but it just kept increasing and increasing. This is like a fun underrated one. Yeah. Uh, and Chuck it, Woolery's like a big time. He, he's had a few, he's a notable, like he, he did the, when they did Scrabble Yeah. and Love Connection. Yeah. He uh, also did one. I was watching it uh, earlier on. Uh, he did a show called Greed. Yeah, he did Greed, the big spin back in the day. Yeah. He's done a lot of them. He's like the ultimate game show. Now, is, 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 did he pass away? No. He's 82 years of age. God bless him. He was a handful. Oh, wow. yeah, he was. He was actually on... Uh, he you aged know, well, too, like in the 2000s. Did he? Still yeah. good. I was watching uh, Hollywood Squares earlier, and he was he was on Hollywood Squares. That's him on Lingo. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. So, uh, I would. Karen Wick rule from his chin. I'd put this one in good because I think it's one of the more underrated ones. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll agree with that because yeah. Lingo actually like I remember again when Bill Engvall took over and like Game Show Network back back in the days when you know late two thousands early two thousand tens, it would be something we would have Game Show Network on all the time at the house. You know, Bob and I. Yeah. So. Uh, we would actually have to switch. It would have to be about six hours worth of westerns, and then I get a couple hours. Of game. <laughs> then I get a couple hours of Game Show Network. That was your prize. Usually, yeah. All right. Do you agree with good? Yeah. Or, or no, your answer. Yes. 
Definitely agree. Now let's talk about a show that started with Dick Clark back in the day. Let's talk about Pyramid. No. What was it when he? What was it when he did? It was like the twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid or something. I believe so. Yeah. Because I know. No, ten thousand dollars. All right. He did it in seventy-three. Donny Osmond did twenty-five thousand dollars, and I think Strahan does the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Do you remember the layout of this one, or you want me to explain it? Uh, we'll, we'll give it to you. Two teams compete in the main game. Uh, In most of the variants, each team is composed of a celebrity and a contestant. At the beginning, the teams are shown six categories. Once the category is chosen, the exact meaning is given unless there is a bonus element that requires obscuring the category. One member of the team is then given a list of words or phrases that fit the category, displayed on a monitor before that team member, and must describe to his partner within the time limit. So it's like charades. It's like, uh, but you're yeah. not acting out. You're just you're trying to describe. Yeah, you're yeah. giving you're giving them clues. Uh, it's like big money charades, and then the winning team goes to the winner's circle, in which one player must describe six categories, increasing difficulty to their partner within sixty seconds by giving a short and concise list of items relating to each category in play. Whichever team member receives the clues is given credit so long as the keyword of the category is given. If all six categories are guessed before the time runs out, the contestant partner wins the top prize. If not, he or she wins the money for each category that is correctly guessed. Right. So that is how Pyramid is played. Yeah. I I liked it when uh, Michael Strahan hosted it, like the newer one. Yeah. To me, it's always a fun one, and especially when you have a celebrity and a regular person. It's just It makes a cool dynamic because they're kind of starstruck, but they're, like, trying to listen to them and, and like, say what they're saying. It's yep. just – it's a fun little show. I'll, I'll put this in very good, but I'll leave it up to you guys. Uh, I'm just the host. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in very good, too. All right. Now, staying with celebrities, let's go on to a big one, Hollywood Squares. Oh, oh I love this show. <laughs> I always love that show. Now, again, I remember this show. Many different adaptations. You had the one in the 60s. You had the one in the 80s. The one that I remember the most fondly, the one in the late 90s to early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, obviously hosted by Tom Bergeron. And, you know, for the first four or five uh um, first four or five seasons was, uh, you know, mainly uh, Whoopi Goldberg was always the center square. Right. Okay. And or you were going to say something? I was going to say back in the day it was Paul Lynn. Was he the host of the center square? He was the center square. Okay. Uh, Joan but, Rivers was on there a lot. Yeah. And I, I remember, too, because, like, uh, an episode from the one in the eighties came came on uh, on YouTube earlier after I had watched one from two thousand one, and it was like uh, like Regis Philbin was on it and uh, who else? Uh, oh, uh, Phyllis Diller. Oh, she was hilarious. Yeah. I, I even remember back in the uh, back in the eighties, like Roddy Piper and Lou Albano. Did, well, did an episode. Weren't you watching an episode earlier today? Wasn't Macho Man on there? Yeah, Macho Man was on there. I watched an episode. Stone Cold Steve Austin was on there. And, and Macho Man oh, and Stone Cold, wow. they did the one with Tom Bergeron, like back okay. towards the. 
towards the end because they actually did have uh they did have wrestlers on back in those uh back in those days like uh you know big show did one because he helped you know promote wwe stuff stone cold uh china was on there when she was just going by her real name, Joni Lar. Yes. Uh, Macho Man to promote his Be a Man CD. Imagine Macho Man. Imagine Bear in the Big Blue House. Then you have Macho Man, and then on the other side, I don't know if you guys know who this man is, but a, a comedian by the name of Rip Taylor. Oh, he was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Imagine that bottom row on this episode of Hollywood Squares. And, like, there was uh, the one scene I watched earlier, Rip Taylor was, like, being, you know, overly flamboyant and all that, like usual. And he ripped his hairpiece off. (laughs) He ripped his hairpiece off. Everybody's in shock. Macho Man and Bear in the Big Blue House are in the square next to him. Like, Bear kind of moves his head to where, like, they're just, like, their jaws are dropped. And it was fucking hilarious. But as far as I'm concerned, you say Baron? Huh? You said Baron? Bear in the Big Blue House. It was a, a kid's, oh, okay. uh, it was a Disney kids show. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. You used to watch that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so, like, just, like, that visual, but, like, they Baron. had a lot. Huh? I barely remember it, but I do remember what you Yeah. But, like, they, um... This one always kind of stayed the same, though, of, yeah. like, the nine squares, and then... Yeah, it was Tic-Tac-Toe with celebrities. Yeah. And, and it, they were uh, fucking hilarious. I yeah. mean, they did, like, different formats. Like, it was always, like, you know, when they brought the show back, it used to be just, like, okay, you keep playing, and the dollar amounts will increase until, you know, we run out of time. And then, like, the last... Because back in the 80s, it was always two out of three or, or whenever it was. Yeah. And, but then, like, the last season of the uh, Tom Bergeron-hosted one, it was they went back to the two out of three. And then, like, the bonus round. Oh, okay. But, yeah, no, the celebrity – but, yeah, this one was – it was very simple. The celebrities – because celebrities are usually full of shit anyway. Uh, it was funny just like them giving answers like Martin Mull. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that. And that last season, he was the center square all the time. Unless like they were doing like a theme week. Yes. All right. So where are we putting it? I mean, I've got a lot of love for the show. So I would say, I would say, I'll say elite. I would too. I would say at least it's, it's one of the better shows. Out, one of the better game shows. Uh, it's a classic. So, I agree with you, Eric. So, what did Eric say? I don't know, but I agree with him. At least. Okay. Can I give one? Let's yeah, call it a kid's show. Give one right now. Double. Double dare. Double dare. That was Nickelodeon, wasn't it? Yeah. Mark Summers, uh, who every you know everybody loved. Everybody loved Mark Summers. They thought he was uh, at one point actually WWE was trying to hire him for something. I forgot what, but they were trying to get him. He was a great host. Yeah. But I love this show. Yeah. 
Doubled there? Yes. I would put this in very good. Or whatever the second tier above, below Elite is. Which is very good. Yeah. I would agree with that. Now, uh, Eric, since you brought it up, explain to everybody what Double Dare is. Mainly so I can give my vocal cords a rest for a few seconds. If I remember correctly, it was mainly a shotgun. Two, team, two teams of two teams of two, and they would play games and get points. If I remember correctly, I haven't watched it in a while, so I just yeah, they would answer trivia questions. <clears throat> And then they would do stunts with the physical challenges. And they they would earn the right to play in the challenge, but then they would dare each other. You know it started in the 70s with Trebek, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when Nickelodeon, because it was a CBS deal, but only last season. Yeah. Back in the day. I didn't know that either. Wow. But it was a lot bigger with Nickelodeon because that version didn't last long. And Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan actually did an episode. Yeah, and there was a lot of sliming, right? You would get slimed and shit. Yeah, yeah, it, it, like it was yeah. just the ultimate. Like when you think of Nickelodeon game show, this is what you think of. Yeah, and like this was a big deal yep. back in the day, and, and they and they they made a lot of money off this shit, and, and the slime in general. And slime was such a big deal with them. They would, you would go to the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards and get fucking slimed, and the celebrities and people loved that. And, and this was all a part of that like era. Yeah, and th- this was fun as a kid to watch. So I would I would agree. Yeah. Did he say very good? Yeah, he said very good. I'm going to yes. agree with him on that. One of the best kids shows I've ever watched. I don't disagree. I don't think I can disagree. Okay. All right. Now, one for me, because this is one that I probably am the only one that can talk about, because this is more of my era growing up. Okay. I don't know if Eric knows it. Eric, do you remember Silent Library on MTV? Oh, I watched um, it. No. A little bit of that? That's where they had to do different things without making any noise. Yeah. If they went over a meter, then they got punished or something. Yeah, right? then they lose the challenge. Well, I'd lose that show. Yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. You had to be quiet. And they would have, like, different casts of different, like, shows come on and, like, different groups of friends come on. And, and like, they're, like, all – it's six people, and you all got to be quiet. And you're given, like, cards with, like, challenges that you have to complete. And if you make noise, then you, like, get hit with a punishment or something. And I think one of the cards, like, one of the – I think a punishment. a punishment, too. Do you remember that one? No, but it's, it sounds like a show I would, uh, I would like. Yeah, you should look it up and check it out. Cause it that's, was funny. It was a funny one, yeah. And it's, like, I don't think it was in front of an audience. I don't know. But it was a lot of fun. I forgot. Uh, I'll find who hosted the damn thing. But it it was a it was a great deal of fun. It was an MTV deal, and it was like a show all about like being quiet. And it's like if you went over a certain noise, you got certain decibel, you got punished. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of fun. I I really liked that one. But they had to do it was like stuff they had to do like eat gross stuff and that without making any noises or yeah. And then the host was Zero Kazama. Yeah, they would have to like like okay. maybe do like noisy stuff like bang on the table or something right. like, without people and if and they would get shushed by the librarian. It was just a lot of fun, uh, and you could wait up to like a thousand dollars at each time. So it, it it was a it was a good game show. I'd put it in good. Okay. Because it was a fun modern. I'd put it. 
I agree with that. I mean, even though I don't didn't watch out, I agree with you. I'll take your word for it. Okay. Now let's go to Mr. Foxworthy with a legendary one. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Nope. This was, almost became a franchise. I love you know when you make a board game out of it, it's a hit. When oh, it becomes oh. a board game, it's yeah. a hit. Yeah. A board and, game. Uh, yeah. There was actually a video, like, game. a video game, an activity book. Because I remember like back in the day, like they had like the deal or no deal and like are you smarter than a fifth grader activity books where like you could uh, – and I had both of them and I sucked at are you smarter than a fifth grader because by the way, I, well, when you spend six years in the second grade, you're not. Uh, he, Foxworthy has been a fun career to watch and see him like do all the right things and do the, the comic stuff being a very kind of cleanish comic, family-friendly one, and also, like, the you could be a redneck and that stuff and, and really kill it, get the Jeff Foxworthy show, have some success with that, you know, do the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, be very successful. One of the highest-paid, like, comedians around that time in the 90s yeah, and, and into the 2000s, and then landing this and becoming, like, a national household name, like, yeah. staple. Like, everyone knew Foxworthy and already started the fifth grader. It was a big deal. Didn't Cena take over for a little Cena bit? Cena did Nickelodeon, I think. So it was an every night show for like three weeks, and then they moved it to only like three nights a week. And then uh, I think it was just they wanted him to film more movies. Yeah. Which to me kind of stuck because I enjoyed the hell out of this show. Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader was fucking I enjoyed it. And it was a big deal for Fox. And it, it, was, a bit, it was an instant hit. And he just – like and Fox were the like – talking to the contestants and the kids. And it was just a fun, different... It didn't feel like a Nickelodeon game show either. No. And I know it went there eventually, but, like, when it was on Fox, it just felt like adults having fun and then, like, kids are having fun, too, and, and like, being a family-friendly thing that you can watch with your kids. I remember, like, when they did celebrity versions and Larry the Cable Guy was on there. Yeah. And Larry the Cable Guy then did an episode of... Uh, uh, did uh, Jay Leno's show, I think. And he's he's like, oh, you got to be on. Uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader with your buddy Jeff? Right? He goes, yeah, I did. He goes, those kids are brats. He goes, if you're not smarter than a fifth grader, they make the little bastards make fun of you. And it's just like, well, technically, you know, Larry or Bill Engvall, Jeff Foxworthy, and Ron White all knew that you weren't smarter than a fifth grader, and they made fun of you for it for years on the Blue Collar Tour. But, uh, no, this show, and again, this show, this is another one of those shows, it's so iconic that it does actually have its own channel on Pluto. Oh, really? Like a lot of, all right, so wow. your game show, there's plenty of game show channels on, on Pluto, right? You have Bob Barker's Price is yeah. Right, you know, so that's like 70s and 80s Bob Barker. You have the Drew Carey era Price is Right, Wayne Brady's Let's Make a Deal, uh... You have East Better Than the Fifth Grader has their own channel. Hollywood Squares has their own channel. Well, Deal or No Deal has their own channel. It's and just then like you the have sitcoms and the cartoons that you each want your shit. Just like when wrestling was big and you had the two different networks, like you each got your thing, and that's what we're going to war with. Yeah. You know, that's our we're going to win the rating yep. battle. With the and show and then you have it's always that for every genre. You have other game shows, or other game show channels that do uh, differ. 
you know, they'll do like a, a little mini marathon, like four episodes in a row of one show. Like Supermarket Sweep is on uh, this show called like or this channel called like More TV Game Shows. And it usually rules the roost, but then, like, they get, like, a three-hour break. Yes. Okay. All right, so where would you put I love, I love this show. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, very good for you smarter than Very good, yeah. All right, now let's go to another underrated one, starting with uh, Alan Ludden back in the day, but now being revived with Kiki Palmer. Let's talk about Password. Oh, oh! I did. I watched the show the other day. It was pretty good. Now, kind of similar to Pyramid in a way, but a little bit different because you're yeah. using uh, one-word clues and you're trying to get the other player to guess the word just using those one-word clues. Regis Philbin had it for yeah. a little bit back in like 2008. Uh, it, it only lasted like a few months, but it lasted long enough for it to become a cell phone game. Wasn't that million-dollar password when they did that? Yes. That's what they like upped it. Yes, they upped it for Regis. They had they, because oh, he's yeah. a millionaire guy. Oh you know? God, yeah. And I remember when he had uh, Craig Ferguson on, and uh, Scotland, I think, your Scotland or Russia or whatever was one was the uh, was the word, and Craig was trying to you know give the clue, and he said Edinburgh, and uh, the person couldn't get it, and Regis looked at him and said Edinburgh. He goes, you're the only person on this stage from Scotland. You're the only one that's going to know Edinburgh. <laughs> he goes, you couldn't say kilt. You couldn't say bagpipe. You had to say Edinburgh. <laughs> like, he got, you know, he had to read the Philbin veins popping out of his head. <laughs> that, that's another RIP to him. As well. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Fucking legend Lord. and everything. Yep. Yes. Legend. Yeah. Shows everything. Regis Kelly wants to be everything. Yeah. Legend. But uh, where are we putting it? Password? Where are we putting password? I mean, I would say... I would at least good it. You know, no, I, I agree. I'm I'm pretty pretty because yeah, I'm pretty very good. Did you start out with Alan Ludden as the host? Yeah. And Betty, yeah. White, Betty White was his wife. Yes. And she was like a big big thing on that show. Yeah, yeah, she was on it all the time, and it was awesome. And by the that. way, that was actually uh, uh, the uh, feature of an episode of Odd Couple, uh, the original Odd Couple, not the bullshit okay. with, uh, with um, Matthew Perry. And that's what Betty was like, America's sweetheart, too. Yep. Yeah. So, and that was before Golden Girls, by the way. Yeah. And that's when you got the first glimpse into her fucking lovely, bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sharon says very good. I think we actually have to listen to her. Yeah, very good. I mean, I know I don't say that a lot. I agree. Yeah. I, I said very good, too. Now, when you think of just personalities and TV person, and by the way, this is a lot of fun, but when you just talk about TV personalities and people who feel like they were meant to host a game show but only really had one shot at it, and it was kind of a hit but didn't last long, minute to win it with Guy Ferrari. Yes. And then uh, later on, pretty good when it got sold to Game Show Network, Apollo Anton Ono took it over and did a half-hour version. Yeah, Nick Jonas got a world, too. Did he? Yeah, Jonas' brother got a shot at it. This was a fun one with uh, contestants only having one minute to complete a series of games. Usually just like with household items like plastic cups and shit. Yeah. 
And I remember made a board game out of it. Yeah, they made a board game out of it. We did it at my school. They had like a little version of it where they did it in the auditorium and like they would call people up and, and like we did it. One did time. you ever have to? I didn't call up though. No. I, I I didn't do it, but it was fun watching, it. And, and it was like a fun little thing, and it was a good marketing. <laughs> that was one of the days you skipped so you could stay home and watch Price is Right, wasn't it? No, I I, I sat in the crowd and I watched it. I was entertained. Uh, I waited for my moment when I did my stand up back at the talent show later in the year. Uh, I think I was at that. Shout out to Charlie. Me and Charlie killed the fucking shit. <laughs> but uh, uh, Charlie guy, Baker, guy guy Ferrari though, he's a he. Did a pretty good job when he had it, and all because he just seems like he was made to host a game show. Oh my god! Especially just how he is on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and just as a personality, he seems like a game show host. And this seems like the perfect, like fast-paced, like cool shit. Like this seems like something modern, something cool for him to do. I think this was a good one. I would just good it yeah. because it's kind of modern. It's yeah, not like a classic good. one. But it was a fun little hit. Now, did he get like a a, a Food Network version of Supermarket Sweep? Well, he did it. Yeah, they had to go and do some shopping, and then they had to make the whatever. Okay. They had to get whatever certain items and then make a dish out of it. All right, because I was going to say, like, I, no disrespect to Leslie Jones, but he would have been perfect for that, for that revival. Yeah. So are we going to get it? Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. move on to what are your favorite uh, topics on Planet Earth? Boy bands. Oh boy! And uh, a man from InSync, who who decided to give away. Oh, Joey Fatone. <laughs> what the hell was the name of that again? The Singing Bee. What? The Singing Bee is what it was called. Features a group of contestants showing off their knowledge of song lyrics. The contestants would play a series of mini games before moving into the final round. Oh, that's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking about the other one he had on that game show network. Okay. No, this is the one he did for NBC. Oh, okay. All right. It's called The Singing Bee. It's where you got to like uh, memorize song lyrics. and You can win up to $50,000. In 2009, CMP, they uh, got Melissa Peterman to do it. Oh. <laughs> can we find Barbara it? Jean. But this is, to me, this is kind of a fun, like, shitty one, but kind of a cool idea for one. Yeah. I would, I don't know if I would, I would go mediocre okay. because I think you could have got more out of it. Yeah. I think it's underrated and I think it like it's a cool like thing and to have like Joey Fatone do it. Like it's a fun meme. I don't know if I would watch it seriously. I would probably check out an episode right now just to I check out an episode that he did and then I would check out an episode that Melissa Peterman did. Just because I think Melissa Peterman is one of the funniest women on the planet. Yeah. Just because I was a huge fan of Reba. Yes. And like and like her character and how, you know, she would just get, like, overly, you know, she would do, like, what Josh Peck would do on Drake and Josh, where she would, you know, over-exaggerate her words, and she'd start screaming, which I know nothing about. Yeah. I would never do a thing no, like that. No, that's not your game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready to move Jared on? Sure, bullshit. <laughs> went right through the roof. All of our yep. shit. Now, let's go to something that's... I have a classic. Do you have a classic? Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bubby. What do you got? Who wants, who wants to be a millionaire? We're going well, there you go. We talked about how much of a legend Regis is, and this is like part of his legendary being. Yeah. So, to me, this is either very good or elite. It's up to you. It's, it's his show more than – I mean, yes, Meredith Vieira took, took it over for, for a while. But all you ever remember is him saying, who wants to be a millionaire? 
Yeah. It's, it's just like, it's classic. You just remember that phrase. Yeah. And you talk about people that would scream. Like, because Regis, like, when Regis's temper got, because Regis had a temper. And when he would do, like, some of those celebrity versions, I'll never forget, like, when Norm MacDonald almost won a million dollars. And, like, Regis, Regis Philbin actually, like, was making him second guess his answer. And it's just like, and Regis yeah. Philbin, honestly, no disrespect to Regis, and definitely no, no disrespect to Norm, because Norm's no longer here as well. Regis Philbin technically screwed Norm McDonald out of a million bucks for charity. Because Norm McDonald, yeah. had, and by the way, Norm McDonald is a known idiot. Yeah. All right. R.I.P. Fucking legend count. What a top ten. Absolutely. All right. And Norm Macdonald will even tell you himself he's an idiot. Yeah. So it's not like I'm breaking news. No. But him on some of those guys on that on the celebrity version, like to me, like you said, the host alone made the show. Made the show. But it was a fun concept too. It like it was a it was one of those stressful ones like. Deal or no deal? Where you're like, is he gonna do it? Like, fuck it, is it like, a, like, when you're answering the question for him? Like, a lot of these, you just sit back with your family and you're like, but I feel like this is one where your ass kind of gets to the edge of the. Sharon, couch. didn't you try out for this? I did. I made it through the first round, but I never get a call back. That's awesome. No, so, I mean, I think it would have been awesome had she got the call back. Yeah, but she was almost a almost a millionaire. Almost a millionaire. Yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> I put this in a leap. I, I'm going to agree with you. I put it in the lead. Definitely a lead. Now, let's go to classic Americana. Something you probably know about and maybe even like, even if you're not into game shows. Let's talk about the newlywed game. <laughs> That's Ooh. a classic. <laughs> it's classic. It, it's fu- it's funny. Classic. And it's funny because, like, and there's been, like, many adaptations to it, you know, over the years and all that, too. Yeah, and the dating game. Yeah. But like it even Kai and Big Brother, I think, didn't they or something? I think they did like something. They probably did a version of it for a competition. But like Jeff and Jordan, Raycon and um, Brendan and and oh, maybe Danielle and oh, that's I, I think awesome. So. That's awesome. I might be wrong, but they they did some version on Big Brother or something. Okay. Ah, uh, but like. With this, it's funny doing a game show like this because then, like, you have three couples that come in and they fall. It's three couples, right? Is it three or two? Three. Okay. Three. Three, three couples three. that come in and they're deeply in love and all that and they think they know everything about each other and then it turns out they don't. And it's just like they're seeing people just get pissed. And it's just like, you should know this about me. And it's just like, you were probably telling me this when I was watching TV. Uh, <laughs> which, um, I'm not saying that that would actually be my answer to a lot of things. Uh, it probably would. Uh, but it's just like, it, that's a fun dynamic, though. That's it, a fun dynamic because it's just like, and then you have a host that, go ahead. Back in the day, when it first came out, it really pushed the boundaries of television because a lot of it was, a lot of the answers was making whoopee. Yeah, and it was provocative was, for mean, the day. That, yeah. that was like, well, making whoopee, oh my God, it's making whoopee. <laughs> and I think it's 
because it's like besides like sitcoms and stuff, you have to see real people on real TV like that are like in real relationships. Like right. that's the first time you really got to see that on the black and white TV, and, and like see like yep. couples like like together like your neighbors would act. Like people didn't see that yet. Right. Now it's like with a, we know who's fucking everybody, <laughs> but. Yep. Back then, that was, the only thing, that was the first, like, exposure to that. So it's kind of big time. I would almost put it in the lead. It's not very good. I think it should at least be in very good. I, I think you're right on that. I'm, because, I'll say it very good. Because yeah. I think it means a lot to history, maybe. I yeah. would say, I would put it in a lead. Yeah. But I think we can, I think we we, can do that. We went with it last time. Put it in very good, though. There you go. It was 3-1. to one. Uh, <laughs> let, No, you're right. Just, just for this time. Uh, comp- let's go to some competition game shows for the next two. Okay. Because this is a, a little more, we talked about Big Brother, not competition reality like Survivor and shit, but competition game shows to where you're kind of doing something to win a prize, but it's more physical. And we're going to start with maybe the granddaddy of them all, Wipeout. Oh, God. <laughs> and the big oh, yeah. <laughs> that game was fun. But just, like, with the water and the splashing, it's just a fun show. I feel like when I'm ever in, like, a dull mood or whatever, and, like, Sharon's like, what do you want to put on the TV, honey? It's like, let's put on Wipeout or some shit, you know? You can always get entertained by a half hour of that, and people, like, some middle-aged stockbroker fucking jumping over and slamming into a big red ball and fucking splashing into the water. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's very good. I mean, I'll agree with that. I mean, I've seen enough of that to where it's just... Like a clam show. Yeah, some of it looks painful. Yeah, it's not one I don't know if I would do, but it's fun to watch other people do it. The the next one that's similar to that, but it's kind of a spin on an old childhood game for Netflix. We got The Floor is Lava. I personally like that. I still have yet to watch the AEW episodes. But that was a fun little show of like, it's kind of like Wipeout, but a little different. Like, you're trying to get to the other side, but you're trying to maneuver. Like, you're, it's kind of like back in the day where you're jumping on couches and furniture and stuff and, and, like, little, like, stunt pieces to try not to, like, fall into the lava. And you have a group of three, and you can't fall in, and, and you try to get everyone, and you, like, you're, if you have more people, you could win against a different team who loses somebody. Yeah, and, and like the spin they brought for like the second and third season where they I forgot what it was called, but they like do this like big like climbing. Oh, thing the up. volcano thing. Or whatever, yeah, right? yeah, up the volcano. It's a fun little game. I would put it in just good because yeah. I don't think it's done anything crazy. Which, by the way, that's actually a t- the volcano yeah. thing is actually a take off of uh, the the old uh, kids uh, comp- competition game show guts. Yeah, and the aggro crag. Yep, I was going to mention that one later. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll say uh, good on Florida Lava. I, right. I never saw it, but I'll check it out. I'll say good. Now, let's go to something that <clears throat> was a hell of a board game, and we talked about game shows getting turned into board games, but sometimes it's been on the other way around too, right? Yeah. One of the aspects it worked, one it really didn't. Let's talk about Yahtzee, hosted by Peter Marshall. It ran one season in 1988. Uh, Did not do well. I think this is what we could put in trash. Yeah. Because it's good as a board game. Just like, you know, when Billy Gardell came and or hosted Monopoly. Yes. All right. It worked, but it didn't. 
So that's a bad one. It just needed, you know, <laughs> Billy Gardell just needed another payday because they were canceling Mike and Molly. I was going to ask if there was a, there was a game show called Monopoly. Monopoly. There is. Or there was. <laughs> All right, so Yahtzee's getting trashed. And now let's talk about one thing. Put kind Monopoly of in trash. Yeah, put Monopoly in trash, too. But now let's talk about one that kind of worked back in the day and lasted a pretty long time with a man that we talked earlier, Chuck Woolery, Scrabble. Scrabble? Well, first of all, I hate playing Scrabble. Me too. It was a fun game. I love playing Scrabble, and it was a fun game show. Yeah. Well, it was a fun game. Yeah. Well, I hate it because I'm not good at it because I can't spell. <laughs> I was always a rapper. Words I can't spell either. either. I remember playing with my one. Oh, Eric, we know you can't spell. I have about 57 text messages that can prove it. I have to change the description of the show each week. (laughs) (laughs) We spit truth on this show. But uh, I thought this one worked, and it was kind of a hit for NBC. It went from 84 to 90. So uh, it it seems successful if it goes six years. And it's another, like, feather in Chuck Woolery's cap. is a fucking awesome game. Oh, yeah, like he needs any more feathers. Put it good. Now. (laughs) All right. We've done uh, some underrated ones. We've done some competition ones. Let's go back to one of the granddaddies of them all, and let's talk Jeopardy. I'm Alex Trebek, and this is Jeopardy. What is? I love it. You know, we did a little tournament. I love it. Which we never never finished. Kevin Swift's still waiting for his glory. Yeah. Uh, I just... We still never finished that. I didn't do that. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, It'll be fine. That was before the pandemic, right? We were trying to finish it? No, it was during the pandemic. forgot what happened. And then I got the job at... uh, at my at mine and Daniel's current workplace, and then I just decided. Fuck them. Yeah. Because <laughs> to be honest with you, Kevin. You were like in the final me. round, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Kevin Swift is technically the only person that made it to the final round that I actually still want to talk to. Oh okay. Oh okay. Uh. But uh. You know, the other two guys don't listen to this show, so they they won't care. They don't answer me anyway when I text them. Anyway. Uh, Put Jeopardy at Elite. Oh, yeah, it's going to have to be. It's one oh, of definitely the best shows of all time. Never really my favorite because it was a little dry for me as a kid. I like shit with a little more spice. But it was, uh, yeah. it's still classic. It's American history. It's, the I would like it from time to time. Probably, if you, you can't not have this list and not have and let's just talk about it now. Price is Right, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune, and the Elite of the Elite. Just put. Oh yeah, no, it it, yeah. it has to be like because those three are the greatest of all. Time. And when you go to Jeopardy, I mean, at least once in every conversation, somebody's doing a theme song. Yeah, every day. Even outside of Jeopardy, if you're taking a long time doing anything, there's someone making that song. Exactly. Like hurry the fuck up. That that's that became like. Fucking known for like a hurry. One of our teams. It's a you big play it later. Yeah. She's right. That like drifted over into pop culture. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yep. that and, and now let's talk about Wheel of Fortune. Glad that we had that. Wheel of Fortune is also elite. Those are the top three of all. Yeah. Because Santa White and and Wheel. whoever. 
Pat CJ. Pat CJ. Yeah. Soon to be Ryan Seacrest. Legends. Yeah. Him and Vanna have been killing Legends. it for years. Did you just act when I said Ryan Seacrest? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you really don't watch Wheel of Fortune that much anyway. Not anymore. I used to watch it all the time. Oh, yeah. I know. I used to watch it uh, with you, Nana, and Papa all the time. I would come over to the house 7 o'clock. When I say dry compared to spice, that's why I say like Wheel of Fortune had that spice. Yeah. You got a hot girl fucking doing the thing, putting the and you're like yeah. spinning the wheel and Price is Right and spinning the wheel doing the mini games. Like yeah. those are the spice. That's the fun shows I watched as a kid. You gotta go Uber. I do. All right. Uh, but when Wheel of, when Wheel of Fortune did the uh, did the thing when they started, they had that million dollar wedge. And, yeah. and by the way, they've had, I think they're up to like four people now that have won the million dollars. Really? Uh, including one celebrity. Oh. Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There you go. I mean, she's not a teenager anymore, but uh, she, she's, still, she's still hot, though. Uh, but, I was going to oh, say, she's still. Oh, well, I kind of grew up with her. Huh? So did I. Yeah. I, I kind of grew up with her on Clarissa Explains It All and then Sabrina the Teenage Witch and uh, yep. among other things. But, uh, yeah, no, she was the one celebrity winner that won the million dollars. But I'll never forget, because Sajak always has, like, these, you know, he does get excited, like, when people win, like, the big money. Yeah. So, like, the first time a girl won a million dollars, right? And uh, the husband said, he goes, that million dollars will help us get another dog. So she solved the puzzle. And Pat opens it up. He goes, hold on, hold on, because everybody's cheering. He goes, you better go shopping for that dog. And she loses her shit, right? And then the second time somebody wins a million dollars, the girl had one letter in her her bonus puzzle. And she got it. And, like, she's looking at Pat. She's just like, come on, like, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. He's just like, hold on. I got to get over the fact that you just solved that puzzle because I – there was one letter. And then uh, she goes uh, – and then he opens it up. He goes, we have a million-dollar winner. And, again, she loses her shit. Yeah, that's it, fucking amazing. Yeah. It's life-changing. Yeah, exactly. That's what's cool about these sometimes. Yeah, and, like, those are, like, cool, iconic moments to where, like – you don't necessarily have to go back and watch like the entire show. Yeah. You just have to watch like the clips on YouTube. You know, couple uh, about a year and a half ago, a lady won a home on uh, on a summer home on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Uh, and oh, wow. uh, she's just like, and Pat's just like, she won a home, folks. And then they released the confetti, and the confetti actually hit Van in the eye. Yeah. Whatever him and Van get excited, huh. everybody does. Yeah. Those are kind of like. Even though it's talk show, so it's different. But when you think of the best duos in like history, like Pat and Veda come up, yeah, as opposed to like Bert, with Bert and Ernie and Regis and Kelly and everybody, like those are some of the best duos. Wait Veda a minute, hold Pat on. Up there. So you said like, you could <laughs> name like top three duos: Vanna and Pat, yes, Bert and Ernie, <laughs> and Regis and Kelly. Are they not all iconic duos? No, they are. I'm just saying, is that like it's very different demographics, but still, <laughs> they all. When you think of iconic duos in like television history, all three of those come to mind. So, fuck, fuck you. 
All right, I'm just glad get some love for once. Yeah. Like everybody's always talking about Ernie and all that. <laughs> Nobody gives Bert a damn bit of credit. Well, we like Bert because he's the asshole. Yeah, that's us. We're bu- we're both Bert. <laughs> we don't have it, Ernie. Uh, all right, we're moving on from the elite of the elite that we just talked about. Okay. Uh, let's go to one of the worst named ones: Sex Wars. Oh God, I don't even remember this. Can somebody refresh my memory here? I don't uh, remember this either. Men versus women. Two Is teams. Is that to be a game show? It was a game show. Who hosted this? Jennifer Cole and J.D. Roth. Who? Jennifer Cole and J.D. Roth. He was the co-creator of The Biggest Loser, J.D. Roth. Okay. So he's done a lot of shit. Uh, uh, but they were the hosts of this thing. It was two different teams with men and women. And uh, the men's team was blue. The women's team was pink. They each had three members. And the audience was divided appropriately too. Oh, <laughs> one women, one side had women on it, one the other side had men. Oh boy! And it was kind of like a trivia thing. Uh, they went to the landmine at first, and uh, basically the the two teams just went up against each other. And uh, whoever won at the end, it was a big cash prize, and they all got to split the cash prize. Okay. Uh you said it's one of the worst, so are we putting it in garbage? Yeah, put it in trash. Okay. And they only gave like five grand cash. Jesus Christ. And it's like, we should all stick together. This is stupid. Yeah. Battle of the Sexes board game is fun, though. <laughs> all right, let's talk about one we were watching earlier, an underrated one. Uh, Temptation. The new Sale of the Century, right? Sale of the Century, yes. Slash Temptation. Yeah. Uh, Are we going to watch more of that when we're done? Yes, here? that's exactly what we're going to watch. Is, I kind of want to watch Sex Wars now, though. There's a few of them that I really want to check out after talking about them again. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To this one, you got three people and a charming host. And uh, the three people, it's a trivia thing. And uh, they get points, and the points end up end up to money. And whoever wins at the end goes to this place called uh, Shopper's Paradise. And there's a bunch of luxury items. There's like fridges, cars, couches, yeah. uh, watches, like beautiful stuff. And then they can spend their money appropriately, or they can decide to come back for like day two and then fucking yeah. Especially like if you don't do that like final puzzle. Which yeah. In the episode we watched earlier, the lady, which Tom Cruise movies, like I would have nailed that whole fucking thing. Because I'm because I'm a movie guy, right? Yeah. Uh. And, like, you know, she got confused. She said October Sky instead of Vanilla Sky, which, you know, is understandable. Yeah. But she's like, you know what? I'm coming back the next day, so I hope the episode thing YouTube go in order. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Jillian get her shit. Yeah. Get that card, Jillian. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, and it's a unique, different, instead of just winning, like, a big prize or something, you get, like, a certain amount of money, and it's like, what do you want? And that's what's cool. It's like it's kind of beating the like. Well, I have money, and then I go in real life and decide. You get to, as an audience member, get to decide, get to see how they decide to spend their money. Yeah. So it's like, what cool shit do you want? And it's just kind of it's a fun like. And it lasted for a while. It came back in 2007 with the Temptation thing. Uh, it's had different like varieties and kind of, but the premise has always kind of been that. It, it's always been a fun show. I remember staying home and seeing the Temptation version, and that didn't last long, but it was still a fun like show to watch. I remember uh, going back on YouTube and seeing the original Sale of the Century. 
it's just a fun. I'll put it in very good personally because I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed what I saw earlier, so maybe not the biggest hit, but I love that show. Yeah. Now let's talk about one that Eric brought up earlier for Netflix. Uh, Howie Mandel, and it's not the one you think of. We're talking about bullshit. Oh, yeah. The trivia game. Well, not trivia. Somebody is in front of you telling you their history and telling you about stuff. And also answering trivia questions, too, right? Uh, I think so. And then they answer a trivia question, and then they tell you how confident they are about their answer. That's what it was. Yeah. And then the people decide, the three people in front of them decide who, like, is it bullshit or is it the truth? And then you, you win based on that. Yep. And, and you get to go up, and if you keep bullshitting people, you keep bullshitting, you can win up to, like, a million dollars. Yeah. So this game, for Howie to come back after, and let's be honest, when we get, and let's save that for part two so we have some heavy hitters, but Deal or No Deal is, like, right up there with the elite. For modern, yeah. that's, like, modern elite. That's, Deal, like, right up there with the when I right. said Deal or No right. Deal is a big fucking hit. Yeah. By the way, like, when I said all those channels that I named off earlier yeah. on Pluto, a lot of those, and I know we put Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and Very Good, but, like, if you have your own channel on a on a deal like that, like a Pluto or something like that, you're more than likely, you are elite. Yeah, and, and also, fucking... I didn't. Very least, very good. At the very least, but also, you talk about, like, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, there's people that still, if you watch the show, you're like, well, Jeff Foxworth is a comedian. You might not know Howie Mandel's a comedian, and you just know him from Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Like, he's the Deal or No Deal guy. People remember yeah. him. But this was his next affair, and bullshit, and him just saying bullshit was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I like Howie. He brought his, like, right. charismatic, and the fact, and the modern Howie that's kind of wild and crazy, too, he brought that to it. It was a fun season. I don't know if they've had a second one yet, but I enjoyed what I saw of it, and I would watch more. Yeah. So we watch uh, we you would yep, be been there again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people. Yes, a lot of people do know Howie Mandel from Deal or No Deal, but like older people, like kids my age, they also know him from the cartoon Bobby's World. Yeah, but like nowadays. Oh yeah. Uh, where am I putting the bullshit? He said very good. I'm putting I, very I good. Just good at, but we can put it very good. Okay. Because, like, if Deal or No Deal ends up in very good, Deal or No Deal is obviously a way more iconic show than this. But yeah. For, oh, yeah, yeah. For a newer show, it's a lot of fun. We can put it in very good. You want to do two more and then call it since we, we're almost an hour and a half? Yeah. yeah. Or do you want to keep going? Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll call it. We'll part two, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm done. This is a lot of fun. This is one of my yeah. favorite two lists we've done. Yeah. Because, oh, and there's so much fun. more to get to. We have probably, what, about 50 or 75 more we could do. Yeah. Uh, and it gives me more I, time to watch more yeah, shows. Yeah, you one. All right, I'm gonna throw one out. It's actually another Nickelodeon show. Eric kind of said he was gonna bring it up earlier, so I'm gonna take the thunder away from him. Guts, which uh, competition show. It's three kids that were going to compete in like it's basically it's American Gladiators for kids. I think I remember this one right. exactly. And uh. Fun trivia note, folks. A Backstreet Boy competed on the show and won the damn thing. Who? Eric, do you remember? Nick Carter? Nope. 
Was it? AJ. Oh. AJ McQueen was on Guts and won. I actually binged like the entire first and second season uh, a couple years ago. So I got got to see all these. So, I mean, and they had like events that like kids can do. And some of these kids were like super athletic. Like, I remember watching the show when I was a kid, and, like, I really wanted to do stuff like this. Yeah. And Dad's just like, you're not athletic. Fuck off. Uh, but, like, I, I just remember being drawn to this, because to me, this was cool, because kids... Because, again, like I said, it's American Gladiators for kids. Yeah. You know, without, you know, the gladiators beating the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, you could have personally, to me, I would, say, I would say at least good. I would put it good as well. Yeah. I it was a fun one to watch as a kid. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. What did you say, Eric? You can I could compare it to American Ninja too. Yeah. American Ninja Warrior, yeah. Uh all right, we're gonna end with an underrated one. You ready? Yeah. Chain reaction. Yeah. Alright, so Bill Ooh. Cullen. Blake Emmons, a few people have done this. Yeah, Dylan something, I think, was the last guy to do it, right? Dylan Lane, no, Mike Catherwood came in. Okay. I didn't like Dylan I haven't heard of it. I thought he was a goof with a ponytail. Okay. But I did like the show. Yeah, it was just fun, them, like, coming up with the different phrases and from the words. and It was a fun, it was a different one. Yeah. And we've watched it a few times, and I remember, I think I've yelled at the TV at these people. Be like, no, this is what it is, you fucking moron. It's potato salad. Not it's, not, it's, not, it's not potato crab. <laughs> or it's not pota- it's potato uh, potato soup. It's potato <laughs> salad, you fucking moron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, like these game shows, like a lot of these game shows that I know I can do, like it's always it's always fun to yell at the TV at them. Oh yeah, and that's why you see like we talked about Big Brother. You see like Sheree and Rachel and Janelle and people that are on every fucking reality show. It would be fun to be one of those guys that goes on every game show. Yeah, and like oh, I did Price is Right, I did Wheel of Fortune, I did Jeopardy, but I also did fucking like Double or Pressure Luck. And shit like that. And they should, I, to be honest with you, because I know the Big Brother people did do, uh, some of the Big Brother people did do Prices Right. Yeah. Which I think at one point we actually do have to find that. Yeah, and we should. Yeah. We should. You almost hit me in the face. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I do think that there should be a contract where some of these guys should do, uh, like, some of these game shows. Like, I would love to see fucking Rachel and uh, Rachel and Frankie and uh, and Judd on an episode of Wheel of Force. I agree. <laughs> and they, they all did Weezy's Link, too. No, oh, WWE did Weezy's Link. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, uh, like, the Big Brother people would kind of stick to ones that it would be on, like, CBS. I don't think they would go on ABC or whatever. Yeah. Because I think they have a yeah. contract, right? Yeah. Where, like, yeah. they can only do CBS shit? I think so. Well, no, because... CBS and can... MTV. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's an exclusive thing. Okay. But I think they have the CBS connection, so that's why a lot of them go back to Survivor or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I can't wait yeah, to come TV, back to the TV. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I can do the Yeah. All right. So we are putting uh, chain reaction. Probably a good, right? Yeah, put it good. It was a fun little round. Yeah. Fun show. I'm excited to come back and do part two in a couple weeks. This was a blast, gentlemen. What are you doing next week? Next week, I feel like we should do... Uh, I have an idea. I feel one. like we should do your idea. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Have we done our top ten best to never win Big Brother? Uh, I don't think I we did, like, most underrated and shit like We that. did most underrated, but I don't think we did top 10 best and have never won. Let's do top 10 best to yeah. never win the game. It'll definitely, uh, can I plug, cool. we can even plug the tournament that that Ethan guy is doing on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't talk to him though, so, but he is, he's a good. I mean, he's doing a hell of a job with the one he's got right now. But, yeah, the tournament's cool, but I think we should each come with our list because I think we would all have different lists. I, I think so too, because there's a lot of people oh, yeah. on the show that I like on the show that I wanted to see win that <laughs> had no, had no business winning. Hell, I would have picked it. I want to. I already know who my number one is. So I'm excited for that. We'll be there next week, and I love you guys. Love you too, Arch. Love you. Bye. Go Bills. Go Bills. When this With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.